there, welcome to the LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Matt Dumont, an LSAT teacher and tutor at the LSAT Demon and 3L at the University of Maryland. Represent. With me is Becca Cumberbatch, who also teaches and tutors at the Demon and is also a 3L at the University of Maryland. How are you, Becca? So, oh, so great. So glad to be here. <laughs> really feeling like I missed out on the opportunity for some product placement because I am just wearing a green shirt. Yes. So I'm here to support the color green. I am here to support both the University of Maryland and the Demon with my shirt and hat. I'm repping oh, everything at the same time. So on brand. <laughs> That's great. That's great. How does it feel to almost be in your last semester of law school? Um, great. I have to say, I wonder if you've had this thought, Matt, of all of my many schools and educational experiences, this is the one that I have most thoroughly not hated. And as someone who famously had a bad attitude in school, um, this has been my favorite one. I, I can only compare this to theater school because that's the only uh, other schooling formal like uh, post high school education. And uh, I'm not sure law school is quite as fun as acting school. Um, but I have also thoroughly not hated law school. What a way to put it. Oh, my God. Uh, well, I hope uh, that uh, your Thanksgiving is going to be great and, and holiday plans and all that fun stuff. But we're here yeah. today to uh, discuss an email from a listener. So without further ado, finally, we have an email from Marisol and Marisol says, hi, Demon Help. I am a former LSAT Demon student. I'm currently in law school and about to start applying for internships. I want to get a paid internship in the summer, but there are not many paid internship opportunities. If I did not do an internship during my 1L summer and worked either as a legal assistant or another job, would it look bad that I did not intern in my first year? I would only take an unpaid internship if it was the law firm I really wanted to work for long term. Best Marisol. So, Miss Becca, what do you think about that? Well, I have a few thoughts. <laughs> My okay. first thought is, um, when you say at the beginning of the uh, at the beginning of the question, she says that there aren't many paid internship opportunities. My immediate reaction when I hear that is, yes, there are. Um, possibly you're. I mean, maybe you're in a geographic area where that's true. If you're really out in the middle of nowhere with no ability to travel or something, I guess. Right. But like we're in Baltimore, it's not that big of a city. And yes, Baltimore is by other cities. Tons. I get that. There's, there's tons in Baltimore. So many. Yeah. And just paid. I'm just saying paid options. Yeah. And then there's a quadrillion unpaid things. So my first thing before you even start, this would be how hard did you try? Who did you ask? Did you go to your career development office? Did yep. you actually Google it? Did somebody at lunch say that there aren't many? And then you just took that as a fact? Because if that is the case, then that needs to be the last time you ever do that, you know? Yeah. Um, so already I disagree. Yeah. I, I mean, I kind of want to add to that in that you might have uh, geographical restrictions based on where you live, um, those kind of things, but you don't have to stay where you're going to school during your summer. Like that's kind of the point. In fact, a lot of people travel all over the country for a variety of different um, things. And so if, for instance, you are in a place that's out in the middle of nowhere, and I can think of quite a few schools that are like that, um, uh, 
Washington and Lee is a great example of a great school that's in the middle of nowhere. It is an hour and a half from anything substantive other than that tiny little town that has like a thousand people in it. And so I can understand where that might be difficult um, uh, to find a lot of jobs. But I encourage you to think outside of exactly where you live for your summer. Um, Go somewhere else. Explore another legal community. Make connections. If you're in um, Lexington, uh, like Washington and Lee, go to the state capitol in Richmond. Go to Charlottesville, those kind of places um, for the summer. And if you're getting paid, you can rent potentially an apartment or find an easy sublet or whatever it is. Um, I strongly want to encourage to think outside your your limited geographical area. Also, it's 2022. Don't tell me you can't find something virtual if you need yes. that. Being in person has a lot of pros for things. So it's that's like the voice of wisdom, maybe. And um, Matt, you and I have both um, lovingly referred to ourselves as the olds um, because we are not, we didn't start law school right out of um, undergrad. My, my, and, my new favorite is um, one of my, our fellow classmates has referred to herself as an elder statesman. And so I uh, have adopted that for myself. I am the younger older statesman in my class with her, but I'm still an older statesman for sure. I really like that. I will be doing that and I will be pretending that I'm the one who came up with that. Um <laughs> Which is interesting, given that my next class after we're done here is intellectual property law survey. So, <laughs> yay! <laughs> but yeah, so there's that. Then the second question is kind of just saying, like, if I do something else, I don't know what a legal assistant is. I'm willing to say that I am going to go ahead and put that out there, Matt. What is a legal assistant? Is that a paralegal? You have to have I'm- a paralegal. Yeah, I'm assuming it's something of that nature where it might be, you know, uh, like filing papers at a law office, like working in the file room, doing those kind of things. Uh, There are certainly legal assistants who do legal research, um, uh, but it tends to be pretty limited. But it depends. I mean, judicial assistants, if that's what you're talking about, they do a ton because they're not only running the chambers, but they're doing this kind of stuff. But I'm assuming that is not what um, Marisol is talking about because she's insinuating, um, I think, that it's like outside of like this summer internship that would be law school track related. Right. Yeah, I get that vibe, too. Um, Here's what's going to happen. If you do something that is not basically like law clerk or internship is usually what they're called, those kinds of positions. Um, the vast majority of your competition will have done that. And so you're going to be putting on your resume and sitting down in interviews and so on when you're trying to find jobs and then trying to find something after your 2L year and so on and so on. Um, and other people are going to say, oh, for instance, Matt and I can both share what we did after our, our 1L year. For me, uh, after my 1L year, I was able to say, oh, I had this great internship with Maryland Legal Aid. And I went to the office and I worked on expungement for people's criminal records. And I um, helped facilitate their lawyer in the library clinic events. And I did intakes and da 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 da. So all this real substantive legal work. Oh, I researched um, whether we can um, try to find clients who were evicted based on uh, bad convictions from the gun trace task force here in Baltimore, like real shit. And that is available to you. I refuse to believe you can't find it. And then if you say, oh, well, I did paper. I I worked at the local library or whatever. It's it's not going to hold up. And and realistically, 
your 1L summer job is really, really important. It's your first job towards your legal career, and it's where you're going to be getting your first real writing sample. You right now have taken like the ABA mandated lawyering class or whatever it is where you write an objective memo and do um, you'll do appellate stuff in the spring. But you all that's not real. It, it, it's based on made up stuff that is the same kind of generic uh, frankly, malarkey <laughs> that everyone does in law school. And it's it's patently uh, strange, like anyone who has that kind of writing sample when you're done with it, you're like, oh, yeah, that was my writing sample from my lawyering class. Everyone knows mm -hmm. that that's not real. Right. And and so you really need to start developing your writing skills. You need to start developing your research research skills and you're going to be doing that through your 1L in internship and externship. I think you're going to be behind your classmates if you don't spend those 3 months doing something like this. Um and you're also going to miss out on the meaningful opportunity to get real feedback on your writing and research and then develop a writing sample through that summer. My I have a writing sample from that summer, um, I worked at the state's attorney's office in Anne Arundel County and did a whole bunch of research on criminal law um, uh, and various things. I got to research a constitutional issue about um, asserting your marital privilege against testifying against your own spouse. That's a really kind of interesting issue to me. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, it ended up being like an eight to nine page memo. I still use that writing sample. It helped me get my postgraduate clerkship, it was one of my two writing samples because it's a really interesting appellate issue and I used it to apply to appellate clerkships. And so not only I think are you going to be behind on the educational value of what an internship is, I think you're going to be behind on your resume and you're going to be behind on the things that go along with your resume when you're applying for future jobs. Yeah, I think that's 100% true. Plus, you need an experience where you are actually working with lawyers who are really doing whatever, you know, some sort of like, for instance, working at legal aid, um, they the, every state has some sort of legal aid, it's probably called legal aid in your state, um, plus the state name. And you are actually seeing like, okay, this client has, for instance, we had a client who was um, $20,000 behind on rent and didn't want to move. And what are we going to do? And this whole, like, what are you, you're, that's the kind of stuff you're missing out on. And this right. shouldn't, like, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't even applied to law school yet. And I need to start applying for, um, for internships after one L year. You really don't, they're really not that hard to get. There are some that are like ultra yeah. prestigious and difficult to get, get fine. Um, but there are a lot out there. And mm -hmm. I wouldn't say like the one I did at legal aid, I wouldn't say that's particularly prestigious necessarily, but it's was very beneficial and was then something that has helped me a lot. So yeah. I don't want you to stress about it as you're listening. This is, this is like the thing that should stress you the least, but both of us hear this email and we're like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh, yeah. don't do that. Yeah. Partially because you can so easily get one of these jobs, but you have to do it right now. That's the other thing. We recorded this as soon as we could because you need to apply now so that the internships well, haven't all been filled. 
Well, they can't apply yet because they don't have their 1L grades, um, uh, but well, they need to start preparing fair. for it. Um, uh, they need to, over the winter break, get their resume in order, get their writing sample in order, do those kind of things so that as soon as they get their 1L grades you know, um, for their fall semester come January, they hit the ground running and apply to whatever makes sense. Now, to sort of transition, you could absolutely, there are people who um, uh, who go to work for firms in their 1L year and do make a little bit of money doing that. And it's a good experience and all those things. Um, uh, but there's a lot of other internships and externships out there other than just the law firm. Now, um, unless it's like literally like a single practitioner or I should say solo practitioner um, a law firm, if you go to work for a law firm, you're going to get paid. Uh, I have never heard of even a 1L law clerk not making some sort of honorarium. It's not going to be a ton. It might be like five or six grand. And it certainly doesn't compare to like the 50,000 that you would make as a summer associate in your 2L year, certainly. But um, the uh, 1L sort of um, situation there. You're, if you work for a firm, unless it's really, really tiny, you are very likely to make something. But there's lots of jobs out there that also provide some sort of honorarium. You know, it might only be a couple thousand dollars, but it's going to pay your bills. It's going to like your food and your rent. It will take care of those kind of things. It will take care of your travel expenses. But that's not really what this is about. It is much more so about you becoming a better researcher and writer. To that end, though, you can do a lot of jobs for unpaid, like working for a judge. A lot of people go and intern, ju judicial intern during their summer for a judge. And as someone who did that during my 2L year, I worked for free my 2L year. That working for free, commuting to Annapolis on a bus an hour each way was so incredibly formative. And I now have a clerkship at the Maryland Supreme Court for after I graduate because of it. Now, one other thing, I like I just can't highlight enough. The idea of unpaid internships will lead to great experience doing real stuff that will help you get paid work. In the instance that you have an unpaid internship, apply for grants. You can get paid for your unpaid internship. At Maryland, for instance, we have the Maryland Public Interest Law Project, and you can apply um, for like if you're working for the government or if you're working for an advocacy group or like that kind of thing. You can apply for a grant for like three to six grand that defrays the cost of working for free for this organization. Maryland is not unique in that respect. There are independent grants. There are grants through the school. There's public interest loan, uh, not loans, um, public interest grants uh, um, uh, through organizations like the state bar. There's a lot of opportunities out there that can help defray this working for free because they know not all the organizations that need help can actually pay you. And it's still really great, meaningful work. Yeah. And I actually got one of those um, grants last summer. I got to work for Baltimore City Public Schools, which was perfect for me, like literally the most ideal internship given my interests and my goals after graduation. But they can't pay because it's the public school system. Duh. Surprise. Hello. And uh, yet it was also, again, like this incredibly formative and beneficial internship. Right. 
but I applied for a grant with MPILP, a Maryland Public Interest Law Project. It took, I had to write a, um, an essay about like, what was I going to be doing? Um, I had to get basically just verification from the employer that the, yes, we have hired her to come this summer. I don't know if it took me a full three hours to apply, probably total, total, total. And, um, they ended up giving me a $6,000 grant, which I mean, it's, that is not crazy money. Yeah. But like, also (laughs) I used to be a public school teacher. So like, that's crazy money. And it works out (laughs) to like 15 bucks an hour. Um, which again, like we're not, I'm not telling you you're getting rich off of this, but like, that is a very reasonable, like, I mean, that's good. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Also yeah. a great reason not to pay for law school. We, we'd we be stupid if we didn't make that plug right there. We just have to say, FYI. Yeah. But yeah, the grants yeah. are out there and there's so many different options. I would be very sad to see someone miss out on all the opportunities and all the benefit that can be out there, especially um, at the end of the email, uh, Marisol said something about, you know, I would only do that if I ended up I would only take an unpaid internship if it was a law firm I really wanted to work for long term. Like you don't know that. That sounds so annoying for me to say that, but you really don't know um, where you want to work long term. And if you go into like, well, I'd really like to work at so-and-so and and -and so-and-so. So I'll, I'll take an unpaid internship there where they probably don't do that. Those are probably the most competitive ones at firms tend to be pretty difficult, you know, to get. And here you might go and by the way, totally apply. Right. But you might go and hate it. Whereas if you go maybe that one L year, it's nice to do like a more general mm-hmm. subject matter. Like so a lot obviously of people I work for saying, judges. Exactly. And I keep saying legal aid for the exact same reason. Work for a judge, work for something like legal aid, work for, you know, volunteer lawyer services. Now, like, yes, you probably have a very good starting idea of what kind of law you might want to go into. So, for instance, knowing myself, I don't I don't really want to do anything in the like uh, appellate field, for instance. So like you and I had very different. (laughs) We were never applying for the same jobs, which is great, like good for both of us. And much in the same way that you were not hoping to work at Baltimore City Public Schools this past summer. Never but, in a million years. <laughs> but I loved it. I loved it so much. It was amazing. So if you if you think you already know, you're probably missing out on something. And if you don't say, okay, let me go make an appointment with my career development officer. There's no way you really know. And if your information is coming from your peers, there's super duper no way you really know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to sort of just recap uh, our uh, uh, advice to future one else um, in vein of like Marisol's question. One, ask the CDO, um, uh, get in there and speak with them, talk with them, see what is available out there. There's public career fairs. There's career fairs in general. OCI will have a bunch of different stuff depending on where you go. What are all those acronyms you just said, Matt? CDO, Career Development Officer. OCI is on-campus interviews um, uh, and then career fairs of regional areas. But just to reiterate again, we're in a post-world shutdown area of uh, human existence. Zoom is real. Becca and I are not in the same room right now. You can work exactly the same way as Becca and I are and do that stuff remotely. I have friends that worked in Baltimore for their remote jobs across the country 
both summers, during the fall, during the spring, they did externships in Montana, in Colorado, et cetera. And so there are jobs out there. You just might have to think outside the box. You might have to look a little bit, speak to your career development officer about that. Paid internships certainly exist at the um, 1L summer. They are more competitive, that kind of thing. But unpaid internships don't necessarily mean they're unpaid. There's uh, chances to get funding from elsewhere, including your school, including um, the state bar, including a variety of independent grant sources and all those kind of things. So definitely make sure to look for those and apply for them. It's not going to get you rich but it will be an amazing experience. And if you don't do this, you are going to be behind and you are frankly going to pay the price for it. I thought that was a wonderful recap. <laughs> okay. Anything further to add? Um, it is. Like I said, this is a wonderful reason not to pay for law school because uh, for both of us, as we've chosen our jobs, we've just thought, what do we want to do? What, yep. what sounds most interesting? What's most beneficial to me? I don't really, yeah, sure. If I can make more money, great, but I don't really have to stress about that. So that is just, there is never a day where that doesn't pay dividends. Yep. Yeah. And this is a great example of when, so don't pay for law school. Okay. Um, awesome. I just want to say, uh, thanks so much for Marisol for writing in Becca. Always great to see you. Always great uh, to be on the pod. If you'd like to be on the show, email daily at lsatdemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Thanks for listening. 